0: Okay, so let me go ahead and have my panel girls come up, and we'll introduce ourselves. But um, excited that you're here, wanting to take part in this. There's definitely something scary for people on a panel to do this, um, because you can't really prepare. And of course, you know, obviously we're going to point you to Jesus, but it is nice to... Have a little preparation where you can have some verses and stuff. So this might be a time where maybe we have grace and liberty to, you know, use our smartphones. I don't know for, for looking for a verse, but uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not good at that. But um,
1: so right. bear
0: with us as we kind of process. I'm going to keep the pace going because actually we got quite a few questions, which is awesome. And so if I do not get to your question, um, please don't. Throw anything at me or, yeah, know, um, you can always come up afterwards if, if you really, you know, it didn't get answered and you would like it answered. You can come up to one of us on the way, walk on the way to dinner with us, and we will gladly try and um, share with you. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and pray and get <coughs> started. Father, we thank you that you are all wise and knowing that you are the great counselor, Lord, that you are the one we turn to for wisdom, for discernment, for truth, for light, for comfort, for conviction. And Lord, we know that there are many things that um, we see it in your word and we won't. We want to walk in it, but we don't always just know how to or have the victory in it. And so, Lord, I know that you're blessed when we are humble and we just admit our need. And these gals, are they're sharing, some of them, very personal questions, and they're just crying out yeah. because they're in need. Uh-huh. Yes, and so, Lord, we pray that you would use us as your vessels just to be poured out and that you would um, minister to these gals. May your will be accomplished in this short time we have together, Lord your spirit here, working effectively. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, first of all, I'm Denise Salvado, so I'm um, married to Rob, who's the pastor of Calvary Vista, and um, so blessed to be here, and I'm having a fantastic time. But I'm going to just have each of them introduce themselves quickly and, and how they, um, where they're involved in ministry at their church.
2: My name is Kim Sandino, and my husband is the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel in Pira
3: Beach. Cheryl Newberry from Calvary, San Diego, and my husband is Brian Newberry, and we have been there for a very long time, like almost 28 years. My
4: name is Dawn Hill. My husband is on staff at Calvary Chapel Vista, and we've been married 21 years, I have five kids, and um, I'm involved in worship.
0: And, um, yeah, just
1: being a mom and a pastor's wife. Okay.
0: And, of course, you've met Karen. I don't know. I mean, should I? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us who you really are. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know. (laughs) And I don't know how I got chosen to be a pastor's wife but somebody had to lead the Girl Scout troop and we got picked you know I you know I you know how'd this happen I don't know it's, it wasn't by our choice I can tell you
0: but we're blessed yes yes okay so we're gonna get down to it here um, of course not every I'm not gonna have all of you answer the same question but if you feel like someone start and if you have something to add to that go ahead but Okay, Karen, this is really, really, we got quite a few that um, just springboard off of your message this morning and deal with shame. So we're going to start there, and I'll let you answer first on this. As a mature Christian woman, the enemy can still use shame to bring me down. It's not the things I did before coming to Christ that get me, but the things I've done since then that were shameful. Practically, what can we do when Satan throws those things up at us? You already touched on this last night, but can you elaborate?
1: You just got to keep short accounts with God because the enemy will use shame in our relationship with Christ to torment us the most. Because that's where he can say, you knew better and you didn't do better. You knew better and you went ahead and did it anyway. And you know what? We just got to go, you know what? I did that and I'm going to keep my short accounts, my short leash. I'm right next to the Father. I'm going to look up at his face and say, you know, I did do that and the enemy wants to torment me, and I'm going to confess it and get rid of it, and I want to be back in fellowship with the Father. But we can't do that unless we're Acts 2.42 Christians. What's Acts 2.42? Fellowship, be in fellowship, prayer, communion, and in the Word. That's the only way to get over shame. There's your recipe, Acts 2.42.
0: And Karen, I, I would add to that: um, it's the importance of confessing our sin, not only to the Lord but to one another. Because a lot of times it's the, like, like what you said, when you finally told your husband. You know, yeah. we we <laughs> hold on to things, but when we go to another sister, godly, you know, woman we can trust, and we confess that sin and we get prayer for, her, isn't that there's such freedom that comes
1: with that? Absolutely, absolutely. But listen, I prayed about telling Jeff. I don't want you ladies going home and just. Unloading your past on them, you have to pray. No, I'm serious. Don't do that, because you know these things take a lot of prayer and fasting and a lot of, lot of. There's things that maybe you will never tell your husband. I, you know, I don't know, but you pray and fast before you go home and start unloading in an emotional uh, moment. Be careful, because you can you can really hurt them. So it has to be spirit led, and God will God will tell you when to do it and how to do it.
0: Along the same lines of shame, um, and whoever wants to respond to this, if there is no shame in Christ, and His mercies are new every morning. Then why do I still feel shameful? Is there freedom in telling people? Oh, I guess we did this. Is there freedom in telling people the truth instead of harboring your sin? I think that they're going to just judge me. So we just talked about that. Hey, you, you got to have wisdom. Go to a godly woman you trust, and when you're led to, you know. But there, I've had it in my own life, or. I've just the enemy just was just had me because I was in such shame for just you know having not having victory, especially in um, as a parent as a mom, and that was one of the most effective things besides going to the Lord and going to my husband was to go to a godly woman and confess it and get prayer it brought such freedom. So are we all mm-hmm. probably good yeah. on that one. Amen. Okay, can God really make something good out of the shame of adultery? Although my husband has forgiven me, I have to live with the movie, the torment, the guilt, and shame before my husband and God. My husband loves me so much, I don't understand. And she crossed it out, but I'm going to add it. She actually put, and I don't deserve to live. Who wants to respond to that? I will. Um,
3: we've been talking a lot in our church about David and Bathsheba. We're kind of mm. that Second Samuel thing. And that in itself shows great mercy That God had, even in the midst of that horrible, it wasn't just adultery, it was murder, Mm -hmm. so I don't think this person has committed murder that wrote this question, but still that shame and that agony of wrestling with it, but when the truth was spoken, there again, it was freedom, and I think for that person that's dealing with that, it's that inner shame, and they haven't let go, and really released it to the Lord to move on, because Look at all the Psalms that David wrote. Look at all the different things that God impacted through his life for others. And the same with um, Karen sharing that. Do we want to be stuck in a rut where we can't be used? Or do we want to be freed up so we can move on? And that's the whole thing with... No matter what shame is on us, what sin, it doesn't overtake us so much that we can't praise God because He created us in these sinful bodies. He doesn't expect us to be perfect, but to be forgiven and walk in that forgiveness, which means confessing our sins one to another in prayer mm-hmm. and doing and moving on to what God wants to show us. Does that yeah. answer? Yeah, it's good. And
4: just remembering we're clothed in His righteousness. It's not our righteousness anymore. I mean, when you've confessed, even being a Christian, but if you've confessed it and you're moving past it, it's like it's hard to remember that. It's like God doesn't see us in that sin. He sees us white as snow. You know, it's like, and it's, so keep that.
1: It's like I shared, it's not, what we did is not who we are. You know, you're not an adulteress. You're a sister in the Lord. You're a daughter of God. You're a handmaiden. You're his daughter. And so, you know, just, uh, you know, When the enemy, remember when the enemy lies, what do we do? We replace it with the truth. That's what you have to do.
0: Okay. Many women wrestle with the problem of anxiety and depression. I battle with feeling ashamed about taking medicine to treat this. How do I know if it's the Lord leading me in a different direction or if it's just the enemy condemning me? So there's kind of two things there. Let's talk about the anxiety, depression, and then medication. So, if they wanna... I will just say this because <laughs> I was hoping someone would ask this. I am hearing about this so much in our body, so many women um, dealing with anxiety. And I've shared with the women at Calvary Vista in this season of my life um, going through premenopause. I am... Definitely having, like, this chemical thing where I'm having, like, anxiety attack, panic attacks. They're kind of resolved for right now. But I was like, "What what's going on and who am I? And that is kind of different from this undercurrent, anxious anxiety that just seems to be defining our society right now. And uh, we're, we're being robbed. So it is a, a huge, huge problem. So um, does anybody have... Any insight on that they want to share? And then I have a couple things that's on my mind. But
3: I, I would say because it's a, a real thing and sometimes it is like a chemical thing or something, you do need to prayerfully check that out with the doctor, I would yeah. say, to clear that aspect of things. But then again, you need to really pray because sometimes those doctors are and nurses are like, you mentioned one little thing about depression. They've got you on Prozac and all those sure. other things mm-hmm. before you can even pray about things. So sometimes you just really need to pray before you do that. <laughs> but I think God's word, and I was talking with someone who severely went through the menopausal things, and not to say that's the answer for everything or the reason for everything, was just to keep in the scriptures and whether you feel it or not, yeah. and that's a big key, I think, with us as Christians anyway. We, we go up and down on our feelings, and we need to be steadfast immovable in our faith and be in the Word even though you don't feel like it. Be at church even though you don't feel like it mm-hmm. and just make your body do it whether you feel like it or not. And God's Word, I think, is going to heal that at least, you know, to the point that you can survive and and do okay. But I think being accountable to one another and praying for one another is like one of the biggest keys because depression, we get to the point where we think we're the only ones and that's where it gets dangerous and we need to go to that Christian sister and really ask for prayer and with prayer then you can accomplish I don't know about solve it, but in God's ways he can deal with that. I don't know.
1: You know, medication, you know, even though I'm into drugs as far as labor. (laughs) I would say, listen, God created us. Don't you think he knew that this was going to be part of our personality and our problem? Don't you think God understood what he was creating when he created us this way? Now, let's go back to Grandma Eve. She didn't have Freud. She didn't have Prozac. And I don't even know the names of the drugs anymore today because they're coming out so quickly with new ones. But be careful that you're not running to the doctor just getting medicated because the side effects from this stuff is worse than the problem. So, you know, I'm just a good advocate of Acts 2.42. I just think that God created us. He he knows. He knows. that we, you know, we're so relational, aren't we? We just love to talk. Find a good, strong Christian woman who is stronger in the Lord than you and pray with that sister. And I'm telling you, go to church when you don't feel like it. Get into fellowship. Go to prayer meetings. Find somebody or find something that is hurting more than you. And you'll be surprised. When you're helping somebody that is worse off than you, your problems are not going to be as, they'll be lessened. So try that first.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it, everything, don't be anxious. There's a lot of do a word study because that's the point Karen's saying. He knows us. This yeah. is fear, anxiety. Those mm-hmm. are That's part of our nature, mm-hmm. but he gives us the, the, the remedy and, and what to do with that. And that, mm-hmm. that's that that's why I would encourage you. Get into the Word. What does the Word have to say about anxiety and anxiousness? And just the other morning I was reading Psalm 94, and I just loved um, where it actually said, um, unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O oh Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, mm-hmm. your comforts delight my soul. You know, and there are practical things that you can do. You know, settle your heart, yes. breathe, talk out loud to the mm-hmm. Lord, put on the worship music, yes. pray out loud, talk yourself out of it with the word. It's so effective. I mean, mm-hmm. there's things that you can do to calm yourself down and you know your body and you have to have a battle plan and strategy with it, mm-hmm. not just accept that. Yeah. I was actually just going to say I about maybe
2: 5 years ago I had an episode where I dealt with anxiety and first thing the doctor did was, here's your medicine. And mm-hmm. probably for about 10 days I took that medicine and it wasn't me. Like, it was a false sense of, okay, I'm still anxious, but I'm dealing with this medicine. And I do understand there are conditions out there that people do really need medical help. So I'm not saying anything wrong about the medicine for other people, but for me, it was wrong. And so it happened when I was driving. And so every time I would drive, which we do all the time, I would have to remind myself, if just keep saying, where my treasure is, there my heart is also. Where my treasure is, there my heart is also. And so just reminding myself that if I focus on the Lord and put my hope there, that those other things don't matter. And Within six months, it got to a point where I didn't even have to be saying that anymore because my focus wasn't on, am I going to start freaking out again? And the thing is, if we truly believe Jesus is who he is, then we don't need to rely on those other things. We just need to rely on him and trust that he will be sufficient in every area, including that area. And like I said, there are some situations where people who struggle with depression are things I know that that's very severe. But you definitely need to not just take yourself off medicine. That can cause all kinds of problems. But that's something you need to take to the Lord and say for yourself. Is this, am I using this as a crutch? Or am I yes. truly trusting that Jesus is who he is and he can heal me of this thing?
1: That's right. And so. I just like that depression isn't new. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, does that just say it all? Yeah, it's not new. This is an old problem. And we've been dealing with this since Grandma Eve did this to us, guys. <laughs>
3: Well, even David, I think it's Psalm 37, why, why am I so cast down? Oh, my oh soul. My soul. Yeah. It's like he had those issues also. But where did he go? He went to turning it to praise and mm-hmm. turning it to the Lord. Where we're all human. We're all going to go through things like this. So it's like don't be surprised when it happens. Prepare mm-hmm. yourself to say I'm going to be in the word when that happens or if it happens and even others so you can encourage others. So.
1: Yeah, the word says prepare your mind for action. Don't be, you know, blindsided by this. It's going to happen. It always happens to some of us, or your kids go through depression. They have fears, they anxiety. I'm going to talk about fear tonight, but but the Bible says, prepare your mind for action. Prepare yourselves for this time when it's going to come, because it will come. Get those scriptures ready to share with your uh, friends and your neighbors or whatever. Then keep those scriptures because you'll use them yourself.
0: I think it really boils down to in our lives as we, as we grow and, and mature, we're always challenged, do we really believe the Word of God? Yeah. Will we really take it for what it is and believe it and walk in it and hold on to those promises? So, Okay, we are going to change course here. Last message, you mentioned that it was a lie when if you lose just one more pound, you'll be good enough. Can you give some emphasis, please? And then to go with that, we have another one that says um, 1 Peter 3.3 talks about outward beauty. How do you balance how God sees beauty and what the world says we need to appear? So I think the struggle with losing weight or something on the outward to, you know, gain the affection of your husband or anyone else in your life and and that
3: Hmm.
0: cycle. So anyone want to comment on that?
1: Well, I kind of like myself, so I, 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 I kind of don't struggle. Well, I mean, I won't lose weight, but I don't see myself that the, that 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 one pound would make a big difference. But um, but uh, I think it's a, it's just a lie. You have to see it as a lie. I mean, uh, a pound, really? Two pounds? That's going to make the big difference? That. This man's going to love you or not love you, and, and that's the big deal. And, again, get some counsel. You know, if your husband won't go or he, your boyfriend won't go, then you get counsel because you have to see this differently about yourself no matter what he's saying to you.
4: And I actually love that verse, um, 1 Peter 3, three. It says, Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging of the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious mm-hmm. in the sight of God. That's like always been one of my favorite verses. I'm like, and I've i always looked at it because I'm kind of an outgoing person and, you know, and I'm like, I've got to be quiet. I've got to, but it's not even that. It's just, it's this beauty on the inside and it's Jesus in us. So, um, I think if we are so focused on the outside, um, it's it's not good for us because we're 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 selfish we're we're thinking of what we're going to eat we're thinking of when we're going to work out next we're you know it's like it's that can become such a focus that um that's not good for a marriage as much as we might be trying to do it for our marriage to save our marriage to keep our husband you know looking at us um it it's a dangerous place to be i would m- much much more rather be a woman of the word um spending time with jesus because if I have a godly husband, he's going to be so much more attracted to Jesus in me. So, um, I mean, I think that's what drew him to me at first. You know, he was, he loved seeing Jesus in me. So, um, I would rather just that be him, Jesus, where's my, where my eyes are, where my focus is, um, than on so much on my, out. that's to the extreme. I mean, we should be taking, we should, you know, dress nice and be clean and you know actually that's there's nothing wrong with that but i think this is going to an extreme like losing that one more t- pound you have to do it you know that's um
0: so what do you do with the with the woman where that's the husband's what he's asking or wanting from her pray She's for in
4: that position. <laughs> pray. anyone. Uh,
0: what?
2: just pray i mean honestly i actually i know someone in that situation and he's He's very athletic, and so he, she—he wants her to be athletic, and she prays that God would either change his heart or change hers. And mm-hmm. you, you know, come. she works out and she runs, and that's what he wants. And it's not an easy, like black and white situation. You can't tell her no because God says, you know, your worth is in Him. Her husband is asking that of her, and we're all supposed to be submissive to them. So I don't know. I just say pray. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right? a lot of balance, a lot of communication, but ultimately, you know, our, you, that's between the, the them, the, the spouse and, and the Lord. Or if they're even walking with the Lord, we do our best. We want to love our husbands, and but nothing, you know, if anything becomes idle in our life or it's it's controlling us or you know ruining us, um, then is it of the Lord? No, it's not. So we have to have the balance in our lives with that. Right? Absolutely. Yes. She's saying healthy. You know, Mm -hmm. this is the temple of the living God. So we do our part. Sometimes we need conviction from our husband. My husband's like, get on that treadmill because he loves me. He wants me to feel good about myself and have energy. But um, so there's a difference there. So um, but we'll be praying for that gal if that's the situation she's in. So Mm.
1: Well, we know what the world says. <laughs> yeah. all those I mean,
0: you're
1: Guys, <laughs> look look around this room. Come on, this is this is how we're real women look. Come on, this is this is how this is how real women look. They don't look like the movie stars. If there was a movie star in this room, she would stand out because that's. There is a certain type of outward beauty, that's why they're movie stars, but this is this is how most people look. This is how this is the real world. This is how this is what this is real beauty, like she said that that meek and quiet spirit, it doesn't mean being quiet. It means the meek and quiet spirit of knowing and trusting and having peace in the Lord. The world is always going to lie to us and tell us that we need to lose that extra pound or get that lift or whatever, but it's a lie. It will not work. Look at the old actresses from the 40s and the 50s. Where are they? They're aging. You know, they're wearing wigs. They're trying very hard to look beautiful, but Come on, it's just the next one up. You know that beautiful little Jennifer Aniston? Check her out in 30 years. She's not going to look like that. It's a lie. This is how look around. When you go to Disneyland and you stand in line with your daughter, say, "Kids, look around." This is how this is how normal people look. This is how people look. They don't look like the magazines. You guys are the beautiful girls. We're the beautiful girls. We're the ones that look normal. They're the abnormal ones. Isn't it, isn't it a mindset?
0: Yeah, And for you that are moms with young daughters, it's just so important to continually be teaching them the truth and, and, and how, how much time are they spending on the things that are telling them the lies. You know, What are they looking at? What are they reading? And then focusing on their beauties, the inward beauty. But, um Definitely a challenging area. And I you know, we can laugh at if you're struggling with, with um you know any kind of bulimia or anorexia, you know, we don't take that lightly. That's those are hard, hard places to be in. I battled with bulimia when I was younger. So again, that would be one of those things that you reach out to the Lord and you reach out for help because you can overcome the, the victory's there to be had in the Lord. It's are we willing to just surrender and let go of that fear and walk in the fullness of the Lord. So if you're in a place of either one of those, I would encourage you to go back home to your churches and reach out to somebody and um, get victory in that area. It's, it's there to be had, okay? Okay, here's a good one. How did you deal... This is so funny... Okay, let me read it to you. It's funny because it's under the premise that we actually did it right. <laughs> but we didn't. I'm sure they didn't. I didn't do it right with parenting. How did you deal with a child that was high need and who frustrated you because he kept making the same mistakes over and over? How did you keep from letting the frustration drive you crazy? And how did you keep it from hurting your relationships? Oh, that's a good one.
4: One of you younger mommies want to start? Oh, no. I'll share. I've got five kids. Um, It's hard because it'll probably come out which one it is, but um, I have one just that from the time. Now I'm narrowing it down even more because I only have two boys, but when he was just little, he just was hard. Um, He's very stubborn. He's. He likes to argue, and just, it's frustrating. Like, when we talk, like, no one else, there's just, like, peace in our house until, like, we get together, and we, like, butt heads, and, um, I've told him since he was little, like, God made you this way, and I've shared this with other, you know, girls. I talked to a lot of mommies, but, you know, God made you this way, and he's going to do something in you. Like, when you get older, this is going to be for his glory. Like, as long as you stay plugged into Jesus, it's going to be good, and, um, He didn't view it that way, though. He thought it was a curse because he got in trouble a lot for just arguing with me or, um, you know, just being strong-willed. So, but now he's um, a young man. It's so awesome to see the leadership qualities in him and um, and him being plugged into Jesus. What I have encouraged him to do all this time to um, just see what God's doing. There's like awesome fruit coming from his life and. Um, It was hard. It was really, really, really hard and really frustrating. And um, he's really smart, so I don't know what the frustrating thing is that you do him. But like when he was little, I would tell him not to do something and he would do it again. And so I'd spank him and then he'd just look at me, do it again. And I'm like, like, hello, like, you know, do you get it that you're going to get a spanking? Like, stop doing it. And he just wanted to do it. He was just stubborn. So, um, but it's the way God made him. And that's, that's okay. It's like God built that in him, and so I had to view it. Um, I, it's just it's kind of perspective of how you look at it. But I just always kept in the back of my mind that God created him this way, and um, it's neat. Now, I mean, like I said, it's been you know all these years, and I'm starting to see the fruit of it. So keep in mind when you're frustrated and whatever the child's doing that um whatever that trait is maybe not the act the act might be naughty but that trait that it's like god can use that for good so hopefully that will encourage you know you mommies that um it's in there for it could be for a good reason so
0: so what give me some practical ways to to keep yourself from blowing up losing (laughs) it becoming a crazy mom
3: okay (laughs) I would call mine precious. <laughs> well, you couldn't. It wasn't. It was for the ring thing. Okay, it's not. The, it's not that. But I would call them a, a sweet name to keep from getting upset. And it would be. It would be like they responded because it wasn't downgrading them. It was encouraging them. Oh, yeah, that's good. Same time, I was pulling my hair out. But at the same time, anyway, with having the same type of thing, I think trying to see the good in them and point that out so they're encouraged a little bit because some of them, they just do bad things and they don't know why they're really doing the bad things and they just do. And those are the ones that get in trouble in school all the time because they just really don't have that mm-hmm. maturity to contain themselves. And it's it's just going to be there. You've got to know how to help them and it's a hard thing.
0: Well. And
2: like going with that, mine actually, my. I've never been to a point where they've really frustrated me that much. But my son, they're younger, but not too young. They're 11 and almost 14, Uh, so they're not that young. They're older. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, But honestly, one of the things is just, it used to grieve me more than frustrate me, listening to my son saying the same thing over. I just want self-control. I just want it. You know, from a young age, I do the things, you know, like Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things I do. And seeing at a young age how... That was his heart, and it was just constant reminder. You know, generally you'll see it's boys. A lot of times it's boys, and a lot of times it's because they're meant to be leaders. And so our responsibility isn't. You know, when you're frustrated, it's hard to remember that God created this in them. This is not. You know, this is a quality, a character, and we don't want to. Kill that out of them. We want them to be those men God wants them to be. So we just have to pray through it. Sometimes you have to walk away. Sometimes you have to go outside (laughs) and come back to the situation later because guys are boys are really quick to get over it. And as women, we're so emotional. And so when you are dealing necessarily with your boys, you know it's really good to take that moment to go away and then come back to them because I know with my son, I can have very practical conversations with him after he's you know emotionally done that whole crazy, and then he calms down and. It's great. It's a great teachable moment. He's very receptive. And so it is frustrating, and they mm-hmm. do frustrate you, especially when you know, they make the same thing over and over. And his is always boundaries or self-control, like you were saying. Um, but they're only going to learn by us coming alongside them every time. And if every we get frustrated time. and every just time. shut them out, they'll yeah.
1: never learn. Consistency is... Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara, she was our, our... We called her Holy Tara. <laughs> And uh, and I, I agree with her. Th- these are qualities that later on, they're wonderful leaderships, but I got a call one day from my neighbor, and uh, Tara was on her bicycle going around the block just cussing, saying every horrible, terrible cuss word possible. And she's, you know, and her little braids hanging down, just you know, going, ruff, 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 <laughs> and saying every filthy word you could think of. And she came home, I go, what, what were you doing? She goes, Mom. You know, you you and Dad just never cussed, and I just wanted to just ride around the block and just cuss. I'm just going to go cuss today. And she was just riding around the block, bu- just burr, burr, burr. and the neighbors were calling me. I think Tara's really mad or something. And I was, I was like, Tara, you can't do that. She goes, I just never heard those words come out of my mouth. I just wanted to say them. And so, so we had to, you know, we had to punish her. But, you know, those those leadership qualities, and Terry, you know, she's a pastor's wife today, you know, and uh, she's saying... She... It's on the record. Go figure.
3: It's on the record.
1: I probably shouldn't have shared that, huh? <laughs> what, what was that? True. No. What do you mean? I never did that.
4: I think another thing, too, is just communicating, like As someone mentioned maturity, I mean, obviously as they mature, having really good conversations with them and listening because Mm -hmm. my son and I, um, we obviously don't see eye to eye because we argue a lot. So just listening to Mm -hmm. him and understanding where he's coming from and having him listen to me, it's like, it's, it's great to be at a point where we are now, where we can have a a conversation and talk it through instead of when they're little you just you got to spank them because they're being disobedient or you know so but as they if your kids are a little older just talking and they don't reason
1: right do they 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 just and so if you try to reason with them it's like you know they just they you can't you just have to listen and just say well that's wrong thinking because they just don't think right they just aren't they just don't they don't f- have the reasoning capacity to figure it out, that that's not the right thing to do, and they keep repeating it over and over again.
4: He, my son says now, he's like, okay, so I, I finally get it that you are just always going to be right. And I'm like, yes, because I'm the mom. So, yes, yeah. so, you know. Um, I mean, I still listen to him, it, but it's good. I mean, it, it was a really hard for him to come to that realization
3: that I'm the mom and that, that is brilliant. Yeah, that's a smart so, kid. Yeah, he very smart. One other thing is... They'll grow out of it. Yeah. I mean, Lord willing. but Okay, my son was 15 when he decided, you know, I've got to do things God's way because it's not working out. And it was just overnight, and he was a change.
1: It's church. true, Cheryl. Tara doesn't do that anymore.
3: <laughs> Good. My son's a pastor, too. I will say this. I think
0: probably most... Moms in this room, whether you have kids at home or adult children, would say that you've struggled with shame and parenting. Mm -hmm. That is a huge one. And um, just apply the truths and what God's trying to minister this weekend in that area of your life too. And the same grace and patience you want from your Heavenly Father for you, you need to give that to your children. And it took me many years before I finally realized I always... You know, it was always my my son's fault. Well, if you hadn't done that, I wouldn't have responded this way. And it was always about him. And I'm just, and the Lord broke me down and just brought me to the end of myself. And it's like, no, you know, I can't blame my child, His what he's doing, and that what's causing me. We need to focus on ours, and they're the tool in God's hand to transform our lives. And then one other thing, just if you're a young mom, just let go of that. Drive for perfection in your children. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just let it go because it is so um, <laughs> just puts you in so much bondage it does. and they're not going to be perfect. you're not going to be perfect. Ask forgiveness all the time to your children when you blow it. Mm-hmm. Be humble. We're all learning together, right mm-hmm, yeah. so. This is a fun one. How do you turn everyday chores, dishes, laundry into times of praise and worship without relying on music?
4: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Why make it hard? Why turn off the music? (laughs) Um,
3: Put the music on. (laughs) I I can't do it without music. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Everyday
0: chores. I, I know one one gal, um, Jenny May, that when she clean and do her chores, she just made her practice. That was when she pray for her children and her family. She As she's doing the toilet, she's praying over one.
4: That was just
0: that was her habit, and I loved that. So that might be a
4: fun way to do your chores. Just take it to prayer. One thing yeah. my mom did too. Um, I'm the oldest of four, but uh, she, it, I don't know how she does it. She does it with my kids now, but it'll be after dinner, and she'll go, "Okay." everybody do 20 things, and, like, they all mm-hmm. jump up, and they're so excited, and they, like, all put, grab their dishes in there because mm-hmm. they want to, like, win. Um, so if mm-hmm. you have kids, I mean... Is it's your mom a teacher? Career. She's not. <laughs> a teacher. She's a Sunday school teacher. Oh, yeah. So,
1: yeah that's a teacher thing. Yeah. Everybody pick up 20 pieces of paper. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. And they, and they yeah. enjoy it and yeah. having fun doing it. So yeah. um, if you have kids, that's a great thing. I mean, just, yeah. you know, in the playroom, you know, okay, everybody pick up 10 toys or pick up 10 little pieces of trash or whatever? Um, mm-hmm. But it makes it just a fun... I don't... She mm-hmm. has...
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. A- and do it me. on the commercials. You know, on the commercial time, everybody up, dishes out, come on, commercial time. Okay, movie's back on, but commercials are a great clean the house. Oh, yeah, they are.
0: Uh, okay, I like that. All right. How do you know for sure that what you are hearing is from the Lord? mm. On, really?
1: Well, it won't contradict the word. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's just tit for tat there. Mm-hmm. If it's from the Lord, you're going to hear it. You're, you'll, it'll be backed up in the word. I mean, that's an easy one. I mean, if God said it, we can't disagree with it. So, What's
4: other ways? And sometimes I start walking in the direction. I don't know, Lord, if this is your will, but I'm going to start walking in faith in that direction. And if it's not your will... Close doors, like make it evident. Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. faithful to do that, like just to Close doors. make it, yeah, where it's not working out. Okay, Lord, thank you. And then you can start moving in another direction. But sometimes if you just stay still and not do anything, um, you know, it's like you've got sometimes just to take that step. That's what faith is, you know, not knowing but going in that direction, and he'll show you.
3: That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and there is this,
0: There's, there's, learning to discern the voice of the Lord, and then, and then there's also like... Knowing, I want to give, leave you this. I thought of this, something I, I heard many years ago. I love how to know God's will. Think of um, the word grip. Think of your hand as a grip, okay? I'm going to give you, spell it out for you. Knowing God's will is grip. It's, um, it's the word, okay? It's a lamp into our feet, a light to our path. It's prayer. It's counsel. It's peace. We need that peace that passes understanding. And then it's waiting. So, and I just, I liked that idea of um, knowing God's skill. It's like a grip, and those are what they are. The word, prayer, counsel, peace, and wait upon the Lord.
1: Uh. <laughs> oh, you know,
0: it's not an acronym. I lied. It should be an it's acronym. Your fingers. I'm sorry. Oh, it man. It needs to be an acronym. Oh, Somebody make one up. But, yeah, sorry. But, anyways. So, word, prayer, counsel, peace, and wait. So, so every finger third. has a thing. Word, prayer, counsel, peace, faith. Knowing God's will. Okay, knowing that God has commanded us to love him and love others, do you have any guidelines for keeping balance in life? God first, but sometimes service to others creates busyness and crowds out the peace I have when I am in the proper relationship with God. It also affects my marriage and family, so... I get the full of what she's asking. So basically the balance in life between relationship with God and serving. Am I correct on that? I believe that's mm-hmm. what that's asking.
4: I'll share really quickly. I think last year I this was like my big trial. I was way out of balance. Everything I was doing was good stuff. It was ministry. It was volunteering. It was. But I've got five kids and a family. And I love being a mom. I love being a wife. And um, I was so stressed out. I was so many eve- evenings just, like, saying goodbye to my kids, telling them they could put a frozen pizza in the oven. Mm. and um, It was horrible. I mean, everybody around me knew. they go, how are you? I'm like, I'm so stressed out. Yeah. And I was like, it was just horrible. So, But I feel like God allowed me to experience that and have that, to know that I do not want to be there. That is not what I want. And um, I don't want to be like the children going around and around. I was like, it only took one time. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, but... It, it was just obviously being able to say no. There's a lot of really, really good things that are going to be out there. People are going to ask you to do, and you just need to pray because I'm not saying don't say you know, no to everything, but um, pray and really, really just seek the Lord because um, it's just easy when it's something that's at the church or something to just feel like, oh yeah, it must be the Lord's will because it's at the church and because it's, you know. But um, I just... I was unhappy, I felt like I was failing as a mom, as a, you know, my my primary job is to be a wife and a mom, and I wasn't That's doing good. what I love, and so, um, it's, whoever you are, I like say no, do, I mean, I, I followed through on my commitments, but I didn't re-commit at all mm-hmm. when they came around, so.
0: That's perfect. Mm-hmm.
3: I think there's different seasons and times that God calls you to do things. And when he's calling you to do things, he'll give you the grace, but he'll also just make a way. And sometimes you can be a mom and do those things and it's a short season, but mm-hmm. you do need to keep reminding yourself of those things. Mm-hmm.
1: We don't get do-overs with our kids, guys. That's true. You know, every minute you're away from them, like she said, that minute is it's gone. So, you know, I I remember the frozen pizza nights and there is a there is a feeling with that, isn't there? Yeah. You know, but you're out doing God's work, but you know, you can't get those nights back. You can't get those days back that you want to be with your kids. So, it's a it's a balance, even in ministry. And this is where as I was sharing with you this morning, let somebody else can do this come on, guys, go, go down to the church and serve. If, you, open the, if the, you go down and say, what can I do? They'll grab you and you will be lost <laughs> in the hallways of the church because the needs are so great. And if I don't know how it is in your churches, but really the same 10% at my church do the same things. So, you know, and the, and the, the rest of the 90% are out there just enjoying it all. So we need the other 90 to come in. I'm just speaking to my church now. You know, we keep inviting them in. Come on, guys, we can't do this alone.
0: So a couple last little things someone wrote. Um, what is the meaning of faith? And then this is an acronym. Fantastic Adventure in Trusting Him. Mm. I like that. Faith. Fantastic Adventure in Trusting Him. So there's your acronym for the week. (laughs) And then, um, I love this too. Someone just said, just please remind or bring out how, um, from Psalm 103, it says, forget not his benefits. Forget not. It's a command. The accuser has one purpose, to destroy our faith and get us to believe a lie. So we need to remember that. It's a command. Forget not his benefits. So think some of these other ones would take a while. So if it went, we're out of time, so if you didn't get yours answered and you want to come up while everyone's heading to dinner, we'll try and answer that for you. I hope you enjoyed this. It was fun. So, Okay, let's close in prayer real quick.
2: Father, we just come before you right now, and we're so grateful that you've pulled us away from all the things that are, are calling us, Lord, and you're calling us to you. And so we pray as we go forth through the rest of this retreat, Lord, that you would just Speak to us, Lord, tonight as we're dealing with issues that are holding us back, God, that we lay them down and we would let go and allow you to wash away all those things that are keeping us from you and seeing who we are in you, Lord. We are so grateful to be called your children, Lord, to be your daughters. What a special privilege it is, God. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.